Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, and turn on notifications so that you will receive alerts when there are new episodes. Go get it. Grinding for so long, I wake up and chase my goals. I go out and I go get it. How to code, that's all I know. I don't succeed, then I don't breathe. Success, what does it mean? If I conquer all my goals, then I'm living out my dream. Dig deep, go out and get it. Success Chronicles, compete until it's finished. Success Chronicles, go take care of your business. Success Chronicles, it's deeper than just winning. Success Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Chip Baker coming to you with another episode of the Success Chronicles. Man, long time coming. I'm truly, man, excited about this one. And I want to warn him before I introduce you, Coach. I want to warn him that, hey, this is about to be good. So I threw out the warning already. But, uh, man, Coach Freddie Quarterbaum Jr. is on with this. Coach, thanks so much for taking the time to interview with Success Chronicles. Truly appreciate it. Oh, Chip, I thank you. Extremely grateful, um, you know, just to be a part of. I follow what you do on social media and, and the impact that you continue to have uh, and to add value, you know, to so many different lives. I saw your, you know, your uh, yesterday's, you know, talk and things like that. So I've been following you from afar, man. Uh, your work definitely has not gone unnoticed. And uh, we appreciate, you know, what you do to continue to add value and to impact others. So, this is an alignment right here. And just, yes. again, grateful and honored to be a part of it tonight. Yes, sir. Coach, let's dive into it. Um, you know, I, I know, you know, kind of who you are. But if you don't mind sharing with the audience kind of your backstory, tell a little bit about who you are and bring us up the current to where, you know, what you're doing and what, you, what you're about now. So let, let the audience know about that. Sure, sure, Chip. I am from New York originally. Uh, went to Fordham University back in the mid '80s, so I'm telling, I'm, I'm kind of sh sharing my age right now. Uh, graduate of the class of 1989 out of Fordham. Uh, got actually got right into coaching. Chip uh, started mm -hmm. coaching high school basketball for two years, and then got an opportunity to start my coaching career uh, at the Naval Academy, which was mm -hmm. back in 1992. Uh, Towson University was another stop. Holy Cross, uh, which is in Worcester, Massachusetts. Fairfield University, which is in Connecticut. And then uh, kind of made that jump from a mid-major to uh, the high major. Was fortunate to join the staff with Matt Doherty at Notre Dame. Spent uh, a year there with Matt. Then we were able to actually go to Carolina. Was assistant coach at Carolina for three years. Uh, from there, went to Iowa State. Uh, University in Ames, Iowa, then came back to the East Coast, back to New York, uh, was at St. John's uh, for, what, six, seven years, and been at Kansas, just finished up my ninth year out here in Lawrence. So that's a little story from my coaching career. As you can see, it, it, uh, it's taken me all over throughout the course of the country. Uh, another exciting part of this journey is uh, my wife, Christy, who she and I will be married for 25 years next June. What's this, May? Yeah, next month, June 21st. So it'll be, it'll be 25 years. We have two beautiful boys, both playing college basketball. So just having a blessed, grateful life. And uh, again, been here at Kansas for nine years. Uh, I'm our director of basketball operations. What that means from a title standpoint, 
I have no idea. I just know I energize, impact, and add values to our student athletes and overall our student body as a whole. So that's just a little bit of a nutshell of Fred Cordobon. Well, you know, um, thanks, thanks for running down, you know, the, the, the history and everything so everybody could get an idea. But, man, I'm just going to say, you know, kind of same sentiments that you talked about with me when you started. Coach, love what you do. Uh, love what you're about. Uh, that energy is infectious and contagious. And um, I follow you. I always love to get that shot of energy. <laughs> it's good stuff. And and just, you know, seeing the day-to-day, what you do, how you do what you do, uh, you know, all of those things just don't happen. Yeah. You know, like, you know, you talk about the journey, like you don't just arrive at those places. You got to put some work in. And we talked about, you know, the success is not here. It's more, yes. <laughs> you know, like yes. um, pop locking, man. Come on. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, Absolutely. It's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's, let's hit on what are three things you've accomplished in your life that you're proud of? Yeah. Well, it'll, it'll probably we'll talk from a professional standpoint, you know, for those who, and I hope this resonates with a lot of, a lot of aspiring people, because as you mentioned, Chip, that success journey uh, is going to take a lot of uh, pitfalls, a lot of stop signs, you know, a lot of uh, ebbs and flows, you name it. And kind of that's how my, my career has been. And I would probably say the three things that stand out most. One was, uh, well, my decision to get into college coaching, joining the military, joining the Navy was not in the plan. Mm. I wanted to be an assistant basketball coach. I wanted to be on the floor coaching. I wanted to be out there recruiting. Uh, Didn't know it was going to be my first journey was going to be at the Naval Academy, which uh, those who follow uh, our service academies, it's it's one of the uh, leadership institutions of our world. And what I realized there, Chip, was that you're a midshipman that happens to play basketball. You know, you're a midshipman. That has, so that really opened a lot for me because, and again, it, it helped my coaching journey because it wasn't so much more about the basketball aspect, but really truly understanding the importance of team, understanding the importance of we is greater than me and how much it has impacted my coaching career when I work with student athletes, you know, the importance of selflessness, uh, you know, and there, and there are different levels of leadership, right? You know, you know, and, and what, I under, what, I, what I've come to find out that leaders, leaders become great, not by their power, but by their ability to empower others. So I was able to get that early, didn't really truly understand what that embodied, what it looked like. But wow, what a significant uh, a part has played in my coaching journey. Uh, you know, trust, you know, understanding the importance of trust, understanding the importance of, you know, giving yourself up. No matter what it looks like, it's always going to be about the team. It's never going to be about the individual. And you do whatever is necessary to help your team win. As a young coach, super impactful. So I was really fortunate to spend four years you know, at the Naval Academy. And aside from that, I had to join the military. So I was an, I was an officer in the Navy, and it was a three-year commitment. The fourth year was optional. 
Well, I, I love this so much. I enjoyed being around these uh, young men and women that wanted to become leaders of our world and, and the things they had to do day in and day out to put themselves in position to protect us. Amazing. So I had a chance to be around that. So loved it tremendously, understood that, you know, the mission is the most important thing, not you, the mission. Whatever that mission was, everyone is rowing in the same direction. Everyone had to be an all-star in their roles. As a young coach, unbelievable, impactful. The third thing, the second thing, Chip, I would say, and this is going to get a lot of people, being fired, mm. being let go, because the things you you know, you talk to your student athletes about every single day, right? Perseverance, never quitting, plowing forward, keep grinding. You got to fight through adversity. Well, you know what? Chop wood, carry water. Come on. That's what Metcalf. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, I had to live by that. I just faced some adversity here. I had to fight. I had to claw. I had to scratch. I'm going to quit. Well, my, my players are in situations in their lives that they need the same type of advice that I've been sharing with them. So this, again, prepared me now. Okay, I got to go and get another job. I have to go work. I can't put my, put my chin down to my chest and my shoulders slumped and, or point fingers and complain about this and that. No. Now I had a chance to now really put my words to action. So that was, again, as a young coach going through the things I had to go through, that was so important because young people out there who have aspirations, you're going to go through some rough waters. You're going to go through some troubling times. You're going to go through setbacks. You're going to go through adversity. That's how you grow. And you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. You know what I mean, Chip? We got to do that, right? We have to do that. So those are the things I continue to share throughout my coaching journey with our student athletes here at Kansas. But yeah, we're at Kansas. Our young men are no different from our student athletes at places I mentioned, Holy Cross. Same, same 18 to 24-year-old. They still need direction. So I'm very fortunate that I was able to get those uh, those moments that weren't so good and be able to apply them in the right way and help our student athletes moving forward. And the last thing from a professional standpoint, you know, I mentioned that I've been doing, I've been in college coaching for 30 years and to be a part, like behind me, I'm a part of this. I'm a part of this national championship. And if it wasn't for the trials and tribulations, the moving around, job to job, working for different coaches. I wouldn't have been at Kansas. I think that's what gravitated Bill to me is that I've been through the wars. I've been through some situations. I've been through pressure moments, which we all face here at Kansas because you and I both know the expectations year in and year out is to win it all or to get to the final four. So you better have some guys that kind of been through it because it is definitely hard to do what we did a few Mondays ago, right? 
So those moments, those journeys, those stops have really equipped me and empowered me to really play a small part of being a national champion. Coach, let's <clears throat> dive a little deeper in, <clears throat> into that journey, uh, into that process. Um, you know, like I said, from the outside, I just saw the continued fight, uh, the continued mm. uh, great culture. Uh, you know, we've talked about, you know, culture, you know, before too. But talk to us a little bit about the season uh, coming up to the national championship and congratulations uh, on that, Coach. Great stuff. Yeah, thanks, Chip. Well, it's probably started this, that moment. And, and it's funny you mentioned that for those who may follow a little bit about me on social media, I, I usually do a Monday motivation or pot, Monday motivation every Monday. And it's been going on for a hundred and I believe 108 straight Mondays that we started this positivity poll and it all started through the pandemic, right? There were uh, uh, stay at home orders and things along that line going on. So people weren't able to get out as much, but there was a poll in front of my house and I got on a call with uh, a gentleman who, you know, Chris Worth and a lot of great leaders yes. that want to just impact the communities, the families, the world. What can we do to help our community? And I would notice that we were able to get out, walk dogs, exercise and things. like. So I just started putting positivity notes, you know, out there, you know, just about hope and about love and about serving others. You know, just kind of just kind of getting them thinking it's going to be OK. We're going to get through this with hope and love and serve. We're going to get through it. So how does whole thing kind of work from a culture standpoint in our in our basketball program back in the summer of 2019 we just come off a a, a a challenging year and for us a challenging year is we were the number four seed <laughs> in the big tour yeah. in, in the NSA tournament and you know if someone's a, a four seed in the NSA tournament they're gonna have a parade they're rejoicing yeah <laughs> they're gonna have a rejoice but here in Kansas the four seed mm, we're used to being a one or two seed but the cool thing about that experience was during the summer of 2019, coach gets with our staff and goes, guys, what can we do? What is it that we can maybe just, just like a little tweak, just 1% that we can do a little bit better. And we brought in a gentleman who had no idea about basketball from an X's and O's standpoint. But in a nutshell, what he was really, really good at, he was good at building eight to $10 million homes in Lake Tahoe. And it wasn't a home that really was so, uh, that caught coach's eye. It was what behind it. What was behind that building that, I mean, to build that $10 million home, what went into it? And he started talking about the culture behind it, about everybody having a role, everybody showing up, everybody taking ownership, everybody creating unbelievable experiences and adding value to what you do and to each other. And then we started thinking, hmm, do we spend more time in the results quadrant of our job? Are we so locked into numbers? Are we so locked into final fours and national champions? Are we missing something with our student athletes? And we were. It was the experiences that we were missing, that we wanted to turn up a notch. It was the experience, like, what are we doing with our kids? How are we helping them grow? Yeah, we want them to become great basketball players, but how are we, up, how are we growing them in other areas of their lives? 
And then we started doing a lot of different initiatives, financial literacy, bringing in. We, we went to the Negro League Baseball Museum, which we're 40 minutes from the Negro League Baseball Museum on Vine Street. Shout out to Bob Frederick. And you know what? Our guys have never been there. So we started doing things outside. We Brown versus Board of Ed brought someone in, talked to them about what Brown versus Board of Ed and, and how it impacted everybody in this room. So we started to do some things that we've never done before. And the guys just started to gravitate to, it's bigger than bass. Now, again, winning is important, but what was the point or what was the area that we needed to improve in? So we started doing fun stuff with the guys, man. And as you know, I, I shared this with you earlier, for those who follow Kansas basketball, leading up into the Elite Eight game to play Miami, right? Because I said, you win that Elite Eight game, you go to the Final Four in New Orleans. You lose that Elite Eight game, you go home, right? We started the practice, it's on Twitter, playing Duck, Duck, Goose. Because what that did was our guys became loose, enjoyably, they enjoyed being around one another because we realized that if their experiences are good and they're enjoying themselves, well, then you know what? Their belief system just gets a little bit tighter. And if their belief system is real good, their alignment becomes unbreakable. Mm. So we just locked into the experiences because now you know what? Results are going to take care of themselves. But if we lock into those three quadrants for us, and that was experiences, that was beliefs and alignments, we weren't going to worry about the results. That's going to take care of us. We just locked into the process, Chip. And we dove into it like every single day, man. Like our culture, our terminology took a life of itself. Like we would talk to each other like this. Hey, Chip, you showing up today? Yo, Mitch, Ocha, yo, you taking ownership? Yo, who's adding value today, Chris? I mean, it became our terminology. Every single day leading up to the last possession of the national championship game, Juan Harris steps out of bounds with 4.3 seconds left, right? 4.3 seconds left on the clock. So we on defense. And our thing is, we are, we, we, our thing here at Kansas is we'd rather be on defense to win the game than be on offense to score to win the game. So our whole culture was based off, we want to stop you to win it. That's how we roll here. And that's how we roll in Lawrence. But the most in intriguing thing about that, 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 that 4.3 seconds was, and that's how strong our culture was, we wanted to foul. Coach Self wanted to foul with 4.3 seconds left. We're up three. Hall of Fame coach, go. He wanted to foul because if they make two free throws, we still up one. We take the ball out, they got to foul us. Jalen Wilson goes, nah, coach, no. Nah. We're not fouling. We don't want to mess this up. We're going to play it straight out. We're going we're gonna to switch. We're going to play it straight out. And when it goes back to leadership, leaders become great, not by, by their power, but their ability to empower others. He's empowered Jalen Wilson throughout this whole season. Jalen Wilson had the confidence to say, coach, we're not going to foul. We're going to play this out. And at that moment, coach is like, all right, you want to play it out? 
Okay. All right. That's what we're going to do. We're going to play it out. We're going to play it out. It goes back to my times in, in the military. I was like, whoa. I'm they, whoa. Leadership. It's not about you. It's about empowering others. I was like, and the whole wasn't about that 4.3 seconds wasn't about us defending Carolina. That 4.3 seconds was about us defending our culture. Our culture. Because you know what? If our alignment wasn't right, and if our beliefs wasn't right, oh, I thought you were supposed to switch. Oh, I thought you, well, uh, didn't coach. Hey. No, our belief system, alignment, and our experiences, it wasn't about the results. If our alignment, our experiences, and our belief system were on point for those 4.3 seconds, 3.3 seconds left, we're going to win the game. <laughs> Let's and I'm a go. Let's go. And, and uh, so, and I still, the hair start to raise up a little bit, Chip, because, you know, as you know, when you talk about culture, for it to really stick and to really become a lifestyle, it's got to be a daily investment every day. Like we discuss every single day about culture. We discuss it. Every single day. There's not a day that they don't get something about our culture, whether it be a word. Hey, you showing up today. You taking ownership. You being a contributor today. Hey, you adding value today. And boom, boom, boom. That's all it is. They hit you back. Yo, coach, I got you, coach. But at the same time is if you as a coach are not energetic, adding value, they have the, they have the authority to say, hey, Coach Q, yo, your energy level is kind of, mm, let's Yo, let's go. Let's go. You're right, Jay. Well, let's go. Let's go. So when you have a signif I'm not saying our culture is going to win, but it, give, it gave us the best chance. We're 15 down, 15 down at halftime against Carolina. You know what our locker room was like? Everybody said, what's our locker room like? Point fingers, coach. Duh, duh, duh. Yeah, we got It was quiet. David McCormick starts to smile. Some of the guys are like, he wasn't smiling because we were losing or we ain't gonna win. He was smiling because he knew in order for us to make a in order for us to make a run and win it, we gotta do it with joy. Mm. Because if you, if you if you do it dejected, you do it with your chin to your chest and your shoulders are slumped, that 15 goes to 30. And we've been through a lot together. We've been through a lot together. David says, we're going to do it with joy, y'all. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Boom, boom. And we had just a little pep, different pep. When we came out of the locker room, heading back on the floor, we came out with a big, you saw, you saw the swag was different. The swag was different. So, you know, it's like that Carolina run that they had in the first half, again, when, you, when your experiences and your beliefs and your alignment is strong, and that's what you build your culture on? We bet. But they never stabbed us. We, okay, everybody does this. But they never snapped us. But it, so I, 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 young people out there, coaches, uh, you name it. Culture is key 
in anything you do, whether it becomes families, businesses, teams, organization. If your culture is strong, because we built our culture for adversity. We built our culture for, and you got a two-game losing streak. We built our culture when we got injuries. We built our culture when uh, the media or, or, or social media and them are, are coming at us. Boom, 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 boom. We build our culture when you down 15 in a national championship game when it's never happened before. That's what our culture is built for. It ain't built for when the times is nice and everybody's shaking hands and every the sun is out. You got your sunglasses on, flip-flops, and everything is nice. No, we build our culture for the tough moments because that's our foundation. I think Steve Kerr, I, matter of fact, I got it on my wall. Steve Kerr said this, and I have it right here, man. He says, if you can't maintain your culture during the down times, then you don't really have a culture. It just depends on winning. And your culture has to survive losing stretches. Your culture has to survive adversity. Your culture has to survive setbacks. Your culture has to survive 15 down in a national championship game. Your culture has to survive 4.3 seconds left and you need one stop to win the game. Because I ask kids all the time when they come in, I said, let me ask you something, young fella. Would you rather be down one with the ball, one possession left to go in the game to win it? Or would you rather be up one on defense and you need one stop to win it? And usually most high school kids say this, Chip, and this is normal because the ball's always been in their hand. They've been the best player on the high school team. They've been best player in their state. You name it. They want the ball to win the game, right? They want to get their wiggle on, you know. But at Kansas, we want to be up one, and we need one stop to win because that's what life's about. Because you can be gritty and gratitude. You can be gritty and grateful at the same time. And we found that out. We can be, you can be gritty and grateful at the same time and have success on both sides of the basketball. And that's why that game is such a life lesson to that game that we can all learn from. Now, if we were up 15 and win coast and won the game, great. But I think the way we did it, was a movie because again i i say it's a movie because it's never happened before never happened down 15 to come back in the winning game like that when all stakes you know the national state everybody watching i think it was unbelievable how many people were locked in on that game and at halftime everybody said oh it's what kansas kansas is done they're done carolina gonna win this game Oh and my God. Learn from when things aren't going your way. When things aren't going your way at that moment, perseverance, don't quit, plow forward, keep chopping, carry water, load the wagon, fight through adversity, keep grinding. You're going to give yourself a chance, right? Coach said this. I know I'm, I I'm long winded here. I got another story for you. So, Coach, the locker room says this. Think about this. This is where he, that's why he's the GOAT. 
He says, all right, guys, <laughs> would you rather be down nine with two minutes to go to win the game? Coach already playing the seat. Would you rather be down nine with two minutes left to go to win the game? The national championship game. Or would you rather be down 15 with 20 minutes left to go to win the game? So, 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 hey, so our math majors and our, uh, our, our business majors like this, mm, let me think about this. No, Coach was saying when they won it back in 08, right, when Mario hit the shot in overtime, they were down nine with two minutes. Think about that. They were down nine with two minutes left to go in the game to come back and beat Memphis. So the guys are like, wait, 20 minutes? Down 15? Bet. Let's go. <laughs> That's nothing. Let's go. <laughs> So it, it, it automatically changes their whole mindset. He just planted the seed. That's, that's all he needed to say to the guys. What would you rather be? Oh, I'd rather be down 15 with 20 minutes left to go. And But when your coach is right, man, and there's, 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 there's trust, there's teamwork, there's respect in there, and, and guys are coachable and they're listening, they're paying attention to detail, things we talk about every single day with our guys. So those out there that have those slogans on your walls and in your companies and your, and your schools and all that, it looks great. Just make sure you're driving it and don't be afraid to drive it. Get some culture ambassadors. We have culture ambassadors on our team. David McCormick, Jalen Wilson, Ochai Baji, and a walk-on, Chris Tien. They were our culture ambassadors. So the words I'm talking to you a little bit about right now, Chip, from showing up every day, you come to work, you come to grow, you're going to be a contributor, you're going to be a caretaker, you're a stockholder, you're going to add value every single day, you're going to provide opportunities where your partnership, your line, there's no side streets. Those guys are the mouthpiece to those words in the locker room, on the court. So not, not so, it's not coming from the coaches all the time. It's coming from within. In. Oof. It, it, when you start hearing your guys talking, hey, no side streets, guys, no side street. Like you wouldn't know what side streets are, but our guys know what that word is. And they're saying to the public, hey, no, we came out, or, or we came out of New Orleans to be focused and locked in. We can't have no side streets. Now, Miss don't know that you don't know, but that's how we talk. And no side streets in our in our in our vocabulary means no distractions. Mm. Side streets, you know, side, you know, no side street. Everything's locked in. And he said it with conviction. So, but it all started, bro, it all started back in two, the summer of 2019, man, when Coach Self wanted just to tweak. <laughs> and when the tweak was, you would think, okay, we got to go get five more, five more McDonald's Americans. Or, or, or we got, we got to do this. We got to do that. No. We got to be more experience driven. <laughs> That's all it was. Wow. And then so you just good. have somebody, somebody to drive it. Somebody drive to drive it. You know? Yep. There you go. The energy bus, the culture mm -hmm. bus. Just have somebody to drive it. And you know what? Because of my experiences, Chip, from the Naval Academy to being fired, I actually took, took on the responsibility to be our coach, culture ambassador, because I truly felt that these are the things that we need as a team, as a program that, that coach wanted. So I wanted to drive his message throughout our whole entire basketball program. Mm -hmm. 
All our guys got this right here. All our guys have a card, right? I don't know if you can see it at all where the mirror is, but these are this this is and if you notice here, our our, our KU vision, it says win a national championship, but it also says to grow. So it ain't just about basketball. It's about growing our student athletes so they become the best fathers, the best husbands, and the best contributors to our world. Mm, love it. Love it, love it, love it. Well, so, Coach, you know, just listening to your, 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 your story, your background, the things that you're proud of, man, the whole culture. Love, love the stories about the you saying I'm long no. Hey, let's go. I love it. <laughs> uh, listen to you talk about all of that stuff. I would consider all that to be hugely successful. So let's let's hit on success. What is your definition of success? Well, I think success is, is ongoing. I think I don't think there's a uh, there's a certain point because it's always a little bit more. You can always give a tiny bit more, right? Now, is success uh, 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 winning a national championship? It's a goal. It's a goal. So I never put an, a limit on success because we can always give a tiny bit more. But what I do put a, a, uh, a premium on is we as a country can do a little bit more in service. We as a country can do a little bit more of loving harder. We can do a little bit more of serving more. You know, we can do a little bit more in caring more. See, I, I rate that as success. When you can add value and empower someone else, that's success to me. number Winning this is a goal. It was, a, it was a professional goal of all of ours. It's not success. It's a trophy. <laughs> you know, it'll be remembered, something we worked so hard for. But when you truly impact the lives of others and pour your heart into others, that's success. Because I know it'll go from one person to the next. And that's so important. So important that I feel as a coach that if you can impact a life that impacts a life that impacts a life that impacts a life that impacts a life, success. And that that ripple effect, that positive ripple effect. Mm, like that. See, I can. I'm learning from you. I'm I'm writing that one down. That positive hey. ripple effect. Yes. Yes. Yes, Chip. And, right there. And, this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna share I'm gonna share a story with you too, Coach. Yes. You know, uh, <clears throat> I, I spoke to a group of coaches uh, actually just yesterday, and um, I, sh I shared this with them, and I want to share it with you as well. Like, and we talked about the the success and the positive ripple effect. Like, it's important to be intentional with what you do every moment of every day, right? And you know, all of the things that you talked about, you know, the, your, your whole Everything you hit on in our interview has been about that, you know, being intentional, being in the moment, being on point, being aware of what you're doing. And when you strive to do that, just like you said, your definition of success, amazing things happen for you that you have no idea will happen. Right. And so I'm going to take you back to Christmas around Christmas time. Uh, there's a guy that connected with me on LinkedIn 
Um, you know, I always have people connect with me. It's a great platform to meet great people. But the guy connected with me and he sends me this message. And the message, you know, in short says, you know, I had uh, breakfast with the guy uh, that has impacted my t- my twin sons, uh, you know, in his life. And, they, you know, he's their coach. And, you know, I took him out to, you know, to show appreciation to him. And I asked him about, you know, who were some of the people that have impacted your life? And guess whose name came up? He said, yours, Chip Baker. Right. And so he just said, yeah, yeah. He just said, he said, I want to, uh, I want to just tell you thanks for your impact and your, your service and, and what you've done. And, and you need to know that it not only impacted him, but it, it's impacted my sons. And so like that right there uh, showed me, oh my gosh, man, it's important to be intentional about what you're doing each moment of each day. And that's what I did. Like when I was, you know, my whole life, I'm glad the big man is, has taught me to, Hey, just be in the moment, give everything you got uh, and everything else will work out. Right. So my, my goal was to just show up and get them kids, everything I got. Right. Like I'm leaving every day empty because I'm giving it all every day. (laughs) And so, uh, you know, just here, leave empty, leave empty, man. It blessed, it blessed my heart. Uh, it really encouraged me, and you know, and I'm going to continue to share that because, like, people need to know the importance of their impact each moment of each day, and it doesn't have to be a coach, like you know, like you talked about, like it, uh, family, right. uh, you know, the people you in the store, like that you you you'll never see again, but that smile, <laughs> hey, it's undefeated. Absolutely, <laughs> that undefeated. smile that you give them, it's undefeated, man. Yeah. Chip, I, you know, it's, you, you, and you probably get this too, because I think we're both, you know, cut from the same cloth, especially when you mm-hmm. mentioned about impact and being intentional, being in a moment, uh, that positive ripple effect. I'm just writing down a few things you, you talked about, leaving empty. I will also share this, and I'm sure you get that question too, is, you know, you're always so positive. You're mm-hmm. always so energetic. You're always so, you know, uh, in the moment. You, I would share this that, and I'm sure you do too. Maybe some of it is probably from our DNA. I think my mother has that, that, that way with her, but I also do. And I'm going to tell you, I practice this every day. Like I practice gratitude every single day. So I do have moments where I'm down. I do have those moments where, you know, I want to feel sorry for myself. I'm human, but I would share have a plan, have buzzwords, have a, a gratitude pack, whatever it is to kind of start your day off right. Because we do have moments too where, you know, yes. things may not look as, as sunny or as intentional, as impactful, you know, uh, every single day. So we're human too, but yes. I think probably like you, I find myself when I need to, to get centered or I need to get back aligned, mm-hmm. I may have a ritual where I, t- I look at, you know what, gosh, I'm upset about this. How grateful that I got up today. Come on. Oh, come on. Coach. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, man. I'm tripping. Stop, stop <laughs> tripping. Stop <laughs> tripping. You know, yeah. you know, so those out there too, 
yeah, we bring that heat, we bring that positivity, we, we, we bring that impact. But you know what? We also have moments, too, where, you know, we're, we may lack a, a dose of confidence or something like that. So yeah. if you're in that if you're in that space as well, find some buzzwords, find some things that can bring you back to your center to be back where you're able to be in that moment, to be in that space. That's it. I, I love I love that you said that, too, coach. And I wholeheartedly agree. I have a deal that I use in my life and I'll share with you, uh, too. You know, I was waiting for you to finish because like like some of those things that you said, like like you said, cut from the same cloth. It's the same stuff I do. Uh, gratitude, like you said, but I have a principle. I call it the SHG principle. And, and like this is my strategy. Like you talked about, none of us are perfect. We all make mistakes. Uh, you know, we're just striving to do the best we can with what we have. I don't care who you are, you know, national champion, uh, you know, dad, uh, you know, whatever. It's all the same for all of us. Right. <laughs> Be right. And so, man, I, the SHG principle, the S is show up. And what I mean by show up is. Like if you're supposed to be somewhere at a certain time, have your butt there early and not on time because on time is late. Mm, right? Yes. And then when you're there, be in the moment so that you learn the thing that you're supposed to learn. And so that's for me, that is showing up, being present. And then the H is have a great attitude. Right. Because, you know, like the quote says, the two things we can control is attitude and effort. Well, yes. if you can control, it's a choice. Like you said, yes. like it's a choice. Like for me to look at it and say, well, I'm just glad to be alive. You know, it's right. better than the other alternative. Right. You know, that's the choice, dog. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, for me, gratitude is the attitude that determines our altitude. Yes. Come on, coach. So, hey. so, so, hey. so we have show up. So I'm learning. Yeah. Yeah. Show, show up, up have a great time. attitude. Attitude and then gratitude. Was the G? Well, and, 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 and oh. no, the G is give your all. Ooh. Right. And so, uh, you know, the goal is to give 100% each day. You know, but realistically, we're human and none of us are perfect, right? Right. So maybe we just may have 90% in the tank. Can you give that and still get better? Yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And so, yes, like, where I'm, from, where I'm from down south, they say, you know, slow boogie is better than no boogie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. So, so if I just show up, have a great attitude, give my all today, Man, that's a pretty good day for me, sir. Yeah. Then I re I reflect and I hit the ground running. I do that tomorrow, and I do that for a week. That's a good week. Yeah. Do it for a month. That's a good month. You see where I'm going? Years, nice. years. And what it allowed me to do is once I get to visit, go visit the big man, I would not just have a, left a legacy. What it will allow me to do is is to live a legacy yes. by my day to day actions. Just showing up, having a great attitude, giving everything I got. Every moment of every day. Love it, man. Love yeah. it. Yeah. S-A-G. S-A-G. S-H-G. Yeah. S -A yep. Got and, it. Uh, and that's what, and like when you said that, that ritual, I agree with you. We all have to have those things that bring us uh, back to center and align us to remind us. Yes. And well, and coach, man, I just want to say uh, thanks so much again for taking the time uh, to interview with Success Chronicles. Truly appreciate it. And uh, before we get off, I'd love for you to have the opportunity to let the audience know where they can go follow you and check you out because I'm telling you guys, you need 
this positive inspiration and motivation from this guy in your life. I'm telling you. So t- tell us where they can check you out, coach. Yeah, first again, thanks so much. Honored, humble to be a part of this uh, uh, show today. Hopefully we both were able to learn, be able to share, collaborate, add value, and continue to push the positive culture throughout our, throughout our universe. But I can be, I'm on Twitter. Uh, I'm at FQ. At FQ212, I'm on IG at QFIT50. So please uh, check me out, follow, uh, just again, promoting positivity, culture, fitness, you name it. I've also, you know, Chip, I you, I know you know this too, but a dear friend of mine, Chris Worth, and I um, wrote a book called The Positivity Tribe in the Locker Room, which really uh, kind of goes into the power of culture and teamwork and positivity. Uh, and things that we all have to go through in order to reach our success goals and dreams. And you all, the bottom line is, folks, we is greater than me. We is great. And that's, that's why I have those two unbelievable trophies behind me. And that beautiful person in the middle is my wife. She's, she's the rock of everything right there. So uh, please, please purchase it. Um, But uh, thank you so much again for having me, Chip. Yes, sir. Thank you for being on. Thank you for what you do, coach. And um, thank you guys for checking out this episode. We'll see you next time. God bless. Thank you, man. See you. Go get it.